Welcome to the King Christian and Queen Linda podcast, where our mission is to bring you the latest and greatest information on health, wellness, and everything in between to help you become a stronger and more confident version of yourself. All right, today we are talking avoid holiday man boobs and saddlebags. Now, I'm sure you have come across this before where holidays come through, all the best intentions to see the family and friends eat delicious, rich uh, foods that you probably only have one time a year, and then you step on the scale after Christmas, after New Year's, and you hate yourself. Yes. Right? We see yep. that scale number go up, and it's like, oh, no, what have I done? But those cookies were so delicious. And you brought them home with you, too, and you're still eating them oh, days after. The leftovers. That's what gets you. Yeah, it starts It starts with Halloween, mm-hmm. those little midget candy-sized yeah. treats, and it goes right through to New Year's. Mm-hmm. It's the candy corns, the peeps, yep. which are two candies peeps. that I just never got into. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, okay. So avoid the holiday man boobs and saddlebags. Now, how do we do that? The first rule is to set goals, okay? So when you come into the holiday season, if you are just, so to speak, flying by the seat of your pants, you are setting yourself up for failure. Having an intention when you go into the holiday, such as, I am going to stay in shape. You've taken all this time. Let's say you've gotten yourself on a regimen. You are just killing it, going to the gym, eating healthy, getting the job done, and you're looking great, and the holidays are there to take that all from you. So you have to make sure that you have goals, whether it's a target weight that you are going to stay around. Maybe you say, I'm going to weigh 140 and stay within two to three pounds of that on either end, right? Hopefully it's on the lower end. Um, Or maybe it's some sort of race or competition that you have right after the holidays, And maybe you pick that out just because it's going to keep you on track. You know what? I got that thing coming up uh, in January 15th, so I have to make sure I stay regimented. The turkey trot. There's always a turkey trot around Thanksgiving. There you go. People do like a 5K or something. Yeah. The morning of. Yes. But that's that's another good point that sort of rolls into it is working out. We're talking about Thanksgiving or Christmas, you know, a particular day when you're going to be sitting down to a table full of fare. Is get your workout in in the morning. Get up earlier. Do some fasted cardio. Get your weight training in. That way there, you're setting your metabolism up already. You're turning it on, getting it ready so that when you sit down and maybe you have, you know, a sliver of apple or pumpkin pie because you deserve it. You've been good all year. You can have it and it's not going to throw you off the reservation as far as calories, getting up in the morning and weighing yourself. So definitely get that metabolism going early in the morning before you go to, you head off to any event. Definitely get your workouts in. Don't skimp on that because, oh, I'll take today off. It's Thanksgiving. I'm going to rest. And then you sit down to a table full of plates of food and carbs and sugar Mm -hmm. and things. And that is a slippery slope. Yes. Not just because the food is fatty fatty and it slides right down, but because once you get a taste of those vittles, I remember my mom's stuffing. Oh, my goodness. It's hard. It's just first bite turns into, oh, there's none left. Well, I guess it's time for me to go home now. And now I feel like... (laughs) Or seconds. A fatty fatty, yeah. (laughs) And another thing that I recommend, depending on your relationship with the scale, is to weigh yourself through the holidays. Now, this might be something you do on a daily basis if you can handle fluctuations. Remember, your body fluctuates throughout the week. So what you weigh on Monday may not be the same on Tuesday, may not be the same on Thursday, but once the week goes goes through its full cycle, you'll be back 
you'll fluctuate around a certain weight, right? right. You'll have your average. Usually plus or minus a couple pounds. Exactly. One to two pounds. Yes. That's a normal fluctuation. Mm -hmm. And or you might weigh yourself just one day a week, maybe every Sunday morning or Saturday, whatever it might be. Uh, make sure you do it. Uh, on a morning that you haven't gone out the night before because that will throw your weigh in off. But that is just tangible accountability. If you're just guessing and looking in the mirror, you're definitely your 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 vision of yourself will adjust with your waistband. So you'll be like, Oh yeah, I don't think I put any weight on. You step on the scale, ain't no hiding unless the batteries are dead. <laughs> That's true. And you know, the other important thing too is um, depending, you know, when you eat uh, your holiday dinners, a lot of families will eat earlier, which is good. If you eat at like a three or a four o'clock time frame, you know, you can get out for a walk afterwards if you want to, or take a walk before dinner. So that way there it's, you know, you're not eating this large meal at seven or eight o'clock at night and then sitting in a car to drive home or you're going home to go to bed or whatever it is. So if you're eating earlier in the day, which is always optimal, you can, you know, get outside take a walk or engage in some kind of you know activity stand up talk to people move around that way there you're not just sedentary and sitting there consuming food and, and then going to sleep and getting up the next day and starting all over again so exactly and linda did bring up a great point about oh thank you um getting your workout in the day of so you know there is often a mindset of today is a day of rest and enjoyment which is fine but what you want to make sure is you continue to garner uh, your normal regimen, right? You, you you stay in a routine and that might even be just a 15 minute walk in the morning. It might not be traveling to the gym. Maybe you have weights in your house. I don't know, but just working the process. Okay, today's not going to be the same, you know, killer workout I normally do, but I'm going to get something in so that I keep that regimen. And tomorrow, the same thing. And on Christmas, the same thing. Right. You just work the process and you stay committed that way so that every day you know what to expect and you don't start to slip down that slippery slope of skipping days. Just like when we were talking, I think it was yesterday we were talking about Thanksgiving and what we were doing and um, getting together to go work out first and what we wanted to do in the morning before we headed off to your mom's to have dinner. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, having a plan. And the other thing too is if you're going to a family member that usually will host Thanksgiving, um, most families, someone does a Thanksgiving, someone does a Christmas or whatever the holiday is that you celebrate, um, you usually know what is going to be on the menu. And it's a great way for you to sort of think, okay, I know that I'm going to have, I want to have some turkey. I want to have some stuffing. I want to have a little gravy on this or, you know, whatever it is, it's going to be at your table. Like think about what you're going to have beforehand. So you have a plan versus just walking in colds and being like, wow, your eyes are bigger than your belly. Like, you know, these are the things I, I really want to have them saving up for because I love my mom's stuffing, like you said, or I really want to have a slice of pumpkin pie with a little whipped cream on it for dessert. Like, you know, choose your poison, so to speak. So you know what you're going to have when you sit down versus kind of not having a plan. Having a plan for anything, walking in with a course of action, I think prepares you in your mind. Okay, I'm not going to overdo it. These are the, these are the things I want to have. Exactly. Don't you think? Failing to plan yep. is planning to fail, exactly. right? My five Ps, guys. I've talked to you about these before. Proper preparation prevents poor performance, and that is with everything in life. Now, how do we navigate these parties? How do we navigate these gatherings? One of the first things that I want you to consider is sharing with the others, whether it's your friends, family, um, hey, even maybe people there who you don't know and you're meeting for the first time, that you have goals. Now, sometimes they 
may look at you weird. Well, what do you mean you have a goal? This is the <laughs> one day you get to just dedicate to food, right? Thanksgiving. They definitely will look at, look at you weird. Oh, and I've had this before. I had this with my mom for years. She had made things a certain way. Now, I come from an Italian kitchen, and that's all food and love. And did you eat? Oh, you've eaten? Well, here, here eat a little eat bit more. Eat some more, right? Because you look hungry. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I would eat until I felt like I was going to, I felt like a tick about to pop. And then I'd go home with the leftovers, and they would never make it that <laughs> that many days through the week. They didn't make probably, it home. Oh my God. <laughs> Not, in the front some, seat. <laughs> I've literally eaten pie while I'm driving. I, would, it's so I believe good. that. I believe that. Oh yeah. And when you talk about your goals, one, you continue to recite it and it stays in your subconscious. Your own mind stays focused on it. The other thing is you let other people know, Hey, listen, I've been working on this thing. Okay. I've, been working to lose this weight that I've already lost and I want to maintain that because this is important to me and some of them might be like oh well can't you just let yourself go and you're going to get that be ready for pushback some of them will be like oh you know what that's great I've been thinking about getting in shape hey you have any tips for me and some people you might inspire and they might not pig out that day um, and they might just eat those few things that they really, really want rather than a little bit of everything. And then afterwards, right. they're like, you know what? I shouldn't have eaten that much. Um, and a huge tip, huge, 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 is eat something before you go so you yes. are not ravenous. Yep. This is a bad habit that a lot of people have. My clients um, have this where they're like, uh, I'm just not going to eat breakfast. I'm not going to eat lunch. I'm just going to save up. Yeah, then, so I just have a really big dinner. when you get there. Exactly. So your body's <laughs> like, oh my God, I need food. Right. And then you've got an empty stomach and full eyes and you are just digging away at the turkey and the thing and the uh the pie and the stuffing and the cranberry sauce and you eat until you're sick and you got to pop the belt loops open and again not conducive to maintaining a fit body or feeling good for the next few days yeah, it takes a while for that to, to sort of work through your system and the other thing too is and this goes for all year round too not just the holiday season but it tends to be more prevalent now is you know consuming alcohol so you know you you go to parties and Everyone's drinking beer, wine, you know, whatever they're having. And, you know, you, sometimes you get the funny look if you don't have a cocktail in your hand or why aren't you drinking? What's have a drink. Let me get you a drink or and you're like, you know, I'm good. I, I'm not drinking tonight. And then, of course, as soon as you say that, everybody's got some kind of comment to make. But what I always like to do when I go somewhere is I will put seltzer in a wine glass you know, because you tend to go to, if you're at a party, you're at a bar or whatever, and they give you seltzer like in a glass that, you know, like a kid's glass or something. And everybody knows right away that you're, <laughs> you're having a non-alcoholic drink. But I'll always put, you know, seltzer, ice in a wine glass with some fresh squeezed lemon lime. And people don't know if you've got tequila in there, gin, vodka, whatever. You can always lie if you have to. But at least you look like you're partaking. Um, but if you definitely want to have a cocktail, you know, doing like a wine, a, a white wine spritzer is always good. And you can do more, more spritzer than wine. Um, at least it gives you the flavor of having some kind of beverage, but drinking too much at a party is only going to lower your inhibitions. And it's going to make you consume foods that you wouldn't normally eat. Cause now all of a sudden it's like, Oh, I'll have some of those fries. And then you dip into the sugar and it just becomes a slippery slope. So just really be mindful because alcohol can really take you down a path that you don't want to go down at any party at any time of the year, summertime, whatever it is. So that's just, you know, you want to be smart about that. Exactly. And, you know, to throw out a few types of alcohol that are lower in calories, you've got your gin, your Mm -hmm. vodka, your whiskey, tequila, champagne. Now these, of course, this is not 
Drink all you want <laughs> exactly. because it's lower calorie. He's not giving you the thumbs up. Go exactly. for it. Exactly. <laughs> right. I'm still giving you the caution sign. And my clients all know that I'm I'm anti-alcohol anyway. So. Yeah. And these are maybe, you know, 10 to 20 calories less than the other ones. But if you have a couple drinks, you know, things add up. So these are alcohols, out, pardon me, alcoholic drinks that you can uh, move towards. The other thing is, like Linda said, if you don't want to feel like an outcast and you just want to have that drink in your hand because mm-hmm. it makes everything yep. just smoother, uh, club soda and cranberry. So they think it might be a vodka and cranberry yep. or whatever, you know, Absolutely. whatever. You disguise it in a lot of different ways. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. And, and you can lie. It's none of anybody's business. I'm having a gin and tonic. Exactly. Who's and know? to dial back to the eating before you go, a tip is make sure that your meal is protein heavy and vegetable heavy. Now that gives you fiber in the vegetables. Protein is very satiating versus, oh, I'm just going to have um, something that's carb based. One that's going to that's going to sort of entice your appetite for more carbs. So then when you get there, you're like, ooh, I just want to satisfy that craving versus I had protein. You know what? I feel pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied. So when I get there, I'm definitely going to eat the foods I like, but I'm not so ravenous that it's just an all-out eating war. Yeah, and a big eating fest. And, you know, and if you are at a dinner party and, um, you know, you want to go back for seconds, a good rule of thumb always is, you know, have a glass of water when you're done eating. Get your food, sit down, eat. Have a glass of water when you're done. And give yourself, like, 10 to 20 seconds. Give yourself a little bit of time before you hop back up for seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't stand right in front of the food table because it's so easy to just keep picking or grabbing oh, yeah. or poking or whatever. So just give yourself, have your meal, enjoy it, and then just sort of push back for a little bit. Drink some water and just, you know, collect yourself because you know what? You may not need seconds and you mm-hmm. save yourself a lot of calories right there. A lot. So Especially with Thanksgiving foods because yeah. there's a lot of butter. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of sugar, right? The pies. A lot of starch. The stu- you know, everything. The candied yams they add mm-hmm. up. And... Thanksgiving, remember, yes, there's a lot of food around, but the goal is to enjoy the people you're around. So get involved in some conversation with them. That's going to allow you to say a few words in between your bites and find out how people are doing and actually mingle, right? And when you're eating, put the fork down in between bites. This is a problem that I used to have, that I used to eat super fast, and I got this from my brother, I think. Because when he, man, he would to sit fight down, for food. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm going to eat that before he gets oh, it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and when he would sit down, he would just, it was just like, all I hear was cling, cling, the fork against teeth. I'm like, will you slow down, man? They're like, it's, it's not going anywhere. That's funny. Right? And I used to, I picked up the habit of eating fast. And I'd hear myself. I'd sound like a pig in a trough. <laughs> right? And I started to take a bite. Put the fork down, chew it, pick it back. Because when you do that, you add seconds in between your in between your bites, mm-hmm. and then more time passes. And for the human body, it generally takes about twenty minutes for hunger hormones to change and to get the feeling of satiation. Satiation, but if you're speed eating, you can get a lot, or you can do a lot of damage in ten minutes. Versus if you were to take your time, okay, you a little to more enjoy time. Enjoy the goes food by, either. You want to taste and it, really savor it. Taste it exactly because it's not food that you eat every day all year round. But yeah. it's funny how you said coming from an Italian kitchen because. You know, the holidays make us think about our families and memories and things. Some good, some not so good. But um, we used to go, we would eat at my grandmother's first big Italian, you know, brujol and meatballs and all kinds of foods, Italian foods. And then we'd go to my great grandmother's 
and she spoke broken English and she'd be, manja was her word. And she'd sit down and be like, and she'd probably be like, grandma, we just ate at grandma's manja eat. She'd pull out eh, all the food. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if you're doing multiple visits on a day, just, you know, choose wisely and, yeah. and prepare because, you know, nobody, family, older family members that cook and prepare can be insulted if you don't, if you don't taste or try. So, you know, you can always taste something. You don't have to have like a huge helping of something. You can have, you know, grab a little bit and taste it and they see you eating it and it makes them happy. So mm-hmm. there are ways around in tricking people and making everybody feel warm and fuzzy on the holidays without insulting grandma. Exactly. <laughs> and it's important. We don't want to insult grandma. Yeah. And you can also plan um, what you're going to eat earlier in the day. So in, again, if you know the meal, oftentimes with Thanksgiving, people start eating between three and 6 PM, right? That's when, you know, you eat a little bit earlier than usual because you want to give time for everyone to mingle and get to the house and prepare and all those good things. And if normally you eat, let's say, a rich breakfast, like like six eggs and, and you have toast with butter and, you know, whatever it might be, maybe you just have egg whites and you have dry toast. So you give yourself the food that you need. Mm-hmm. You still get the protein. You still get some carbs. You still get some fats. You're staying on your eating regimen. A little less regimen. than normal, though. Correct, but less calories than normal so that you've got a little bit more wiggle room at mm-hmm. night. Definitely. So your day, yes, it might still be in favor of more calories than normal, but you don't blow it out of the water. Right, and, you, and your body will adjust, too, so it's it's not going to make you you know put on 10 pounds in a day, but... You know, the other thing you can also do, too, is bring a dish that you enjoy, that you know that you made what's in it um, mm-hmm. so that you can have it. You know, if there's a special stuffing or there's something you want to make that you can partake in that's not. Bring a salad. Salads are great. Always have, like, salad first and then have and then sit down and have other stuff. That way you fill up on a little bit of fiber first so that you don't overindulge in the other stuff, but you still get to enjoy, you know, your main course within reason. Exactly. That is a fantastic technique. And that's something that I tell my nutrition clients is eat the vegetables first because if they're low in calories, but very high in nutrient yield Mm -hmm. and exactly. And then you're not so ravenous. So it's sort of a, uh, a double win because you're naturally going to slow down as the meal progresses. So when you get to the really fun foods, you're going to be eating them slower anyway. So like we had mentioned before, you really get to enjoy those foods. Now, to dial back to the peer pressure situation, and I mention this again because this is something that a lot of people deal with. That you might have dealt with this um, with parties in the past. It could even be a summer barbecue, whatever it might be, but you show up there, and let's say your family doesn't have the best eating habits, right? And you've taken some time and you've gotten in shape or you've lost some weight or maybe you're just starting your journey and you're starting to see results and you're really happy but you also really care about your family and you want to show support in regard of, hey, you know, you guys took the time to make this food. You know, I'm a family member. I want to enjoy this with you guys. You know, I love you guys. I want to be in the mingle with Mm -hmm. everyone. But you tell them your goals and they might look at you like, oh, so what, you're too good to eat with us? Right. Or, well, you know, it. Who cares? Like you're, you're always going to be fat. You wouldn't believe some <laughs> of the things that my clients have told me their family has said to them. And sometimes this is very hard to deal with and you might be very emotionally uh, affected by this. So the first thing I'm going to say is don't expect everyone to support you because if you have expectations of other people's responses, you set yourself up for disappointment Right. because you're thinking, oh, I'm going to tell them my goals. They're going to be so happy for me. Oh, yeah. And sometimes when they have either given up on themselves or they know they're not doing what they need to do. Their own insecurities kick in and they they project them on you. And they want you to do what they're doing so they feel better about themselves. You might be like, hey guys, you know, I've been on this uh, um, 
healthy eating regimen and I've lost 15 pounds and I feel great. And they're like, oh, whatever. Yeah, they don't want to hear it. And then you're like, what do you mean whatever? I, I thought you guys would be happy. And then you're deflated and now you're at this party thinking about, well, they don't even care. And you know what? Maybe they're right and just forget it. And then you just eat. You just blow it off. Exactly. You eat emotionally. So you've got to develop that thick skin and remember that the most important, your goals are more important to you than they are to anybody else. So don't expect them to have the same hoorah response yeah. that you have uh, when you've been putting in this work and seeing the scale go down and feeling better and fitting in your clothes better. You want to maintain that. So stay attached to your why. Why are you doing this? Yeah, because at the end of the day, you're going to look at yourself in the mirror the next morning and be like, oh, man, I shouldn't have done that. I'm up mm -hmm. five pounds or whatever. You know, whatever. You know you're going to feel a certain way. I drank too much. Now I feel hungover. My skin looks dry. I'm, I'm tired. I'm lethargic. I don't want to work out. So it just becomes this whole slippery slope, and then you roll right into the next holiday, and the same thing happens again. So you've got you know, you to be strong in your resolve. Exactly. And I think, you know, the last part is this also translates to the office, right? Yes. So around the office during holidays, what happens? People bring in the cookies and they bring in, they bring that stuff in during the it's year anyway. Sugar you got the, it's always sugar yeah. too. Yeah. You got the pastries and the croissants and it's in the office every day as it is. Now there's more cookies and more. And sometimes you might look at the table and be like, well, I just can't let this food go to waste. Somebody's got to eat it. Chocolate. But if you're the one who eats it, you're also going to be the one that wears it on your stomach. Again, this one is man boobs and saddlebags, and That's that is right. where the weight goes. Those cookies will end up right on your hips. And people will start eating that stuff in the morning. Mm -hmm. They'll walk in the office at 7 a.m. and there's stuff left over, or someone just put it in or set it up, mm -hmm. and people start eating that, and they eat it all day long, right, till they, they leave every day. So just think about that. Like... That's exactly. a lot. And, pe and it's easy to do. You don't even realize it sometimes. You could just mindlessly be eating. You walk in to grab a cup of coffee or fill up your water bottle, and you're like, oh, I'll just break off a piece of that cookie mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Yeah, and chances are you're not just going to break a piece no. off because you, you, you grabbed it, so you got to eat it. And this really all starts. The preparation to succeed through that day starts at home. You got to have a balanced breakfast. Some protein, and we're not talking just two eggs. Give yourself five or six egg whites, two whole eggs. Give something that's going to satiate you, right. hold you over to lunch or until your snack between breakfast and lunch. You know, and besides the eggs, maybe you got some oatmeal with some berries in there and you got some nut butter. And then at lunchtime, you have another satiating lunch. You get your protein, get your carbs, get your mm -hmm. vegetables. And if you keep yourself fed throughout the day when you see that food on the table no cravings it's, exactly you're, you're not going to want it so bad versus if you've been snacking on candy all day one you're not full yeah. two you've struck those cords of uh sugar and carb cravings so now you're just like a crack addict who wants another hit as soon as like, you get some, as soon as you get a little sugar it just grabs a hold oh of you oh my goodness and i it's, yeah it's like and obsessive even, it's crazy i feel it it's crazy if i have a little something i'm like wow even those sensitive. of us who are very very strong in yeah. will it's chemical. It's biological. Absolutely. No matter how strong your will is, your body biologically responds to sugar. So if you don't eat that good breakfast and that good lunch and you set yourself up, you at some point will fall victim. And Cravings it's easier to slide down that slope yep. than you think. And once you start, it's hard to stop. And then this happens at work. Then what happens when you go to the Thanksgiving dinners and the Christmas dinners? And then before you know it, the holidays have destroyed you. And, oh, I put on 20 pounds. People put on a lot of weight. And even and after you go fast. home when you have dinner and after dinner, you're like, ah, I just want something sweet. Mm -hmm. Like you just, you turn, you open the floodgates and then it's really hard to turn it off. So 
it's really important to have a plan and to stay focused on what your goals are and stay moving, stay in the gym, outside, walking, running, whatever it is, but definitely stay active throughout the holidays for exactly. sure. For yeah. sure. Don't be one of those people that say, oh, I'm going to start right after the new year. I'm going to start. So I'm going to kind of blow it out right now. And then I'm starting Jan 2nd. I'm on it. Because you know what? You could be up like 20 pounds. Yeah. And then you've got more work to do. You really could. And you're even weaker in will because you've been allowing yourself to slip for so long and you think you're going to clean it up right away. And you're tired and you're lethargic because all that food's just slowing you down. Exactly. So make sure that you guys make good choices. Prepare for the holidays. Have great holidays, of course. Enjoy the people you're around. And uh, we will talk to you next time. Bon appetit. Thank you for joining us. We release a new podcast every Thursday, so make sure you tune in. To contact us, visit our websites, RelentlessFitnessAndNutrition.com and LindaMStevens.com. Also, visit our YouTube channel, King Christian and Queen Linda. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications so you never miss an episode. See See you you next time. time.